This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, making the world healthier and greener one day at a time. Good morning. I'm Dr. Claudia. You're listening to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about exercise. And to me, it's such an important part of maintaining a healthy lifestyle. I encourage everyone to find an activity that you enjoy so that committing to it is easy. And guess what? Your interests will change over time and you may find yourself enjoying something new that's going to elevate your fitness game. So I have always enjoyed running. I did it for years and then stopped for a while and went on to other things. But I recently began running again and it reminded me how much I love it and why. So guess what? Joining me today on the wellness prescription is John Stanton. He is the best-selling author and the founder of The Running Room. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing very well, Claudia. Great to join you this morning. I'm so excited to talk to you because right now, in the midst of a pandemic, we need now more than ever to keep moving. So I found your story very interesting, very motivating, and I want to know how did your love for running begin? Well, it was actually my my two sons that initiated my change in uh you know, health habits. And uh, I was at the time in my mid-30s and had thrown my energies into my family and my work environment and community activities. And uh, there was a local fun run coming up. And uh, I did not know that uh, fun and run could uh, happen at the same time. But uh, my my one son was going in the 10-mile race in a little 2K fun run that uh, his younger brother wanted to go in. And my wife said, oh, sure, you can go in it, but Dad's got to go with you. Um, well, I went, and then it, uh, it was certainly life-changing, and uh, it uh, made me realize I better do something about exercise. So I, I started to run on a regular basis, and because I was out of shape and uh, I was a smoker at the time, I couldn't run very far, so I, I started walk run. I would walk one section of a light standard, and then when I get to the next light standard, I would run until I got to the following light standard, and then I'd run again. And progressively over a series of weeks, I gradually increased the amount of time I was running and uh, decreased the amount of time I was walking. It didn't take very long that I was able to run and drop the weight, and uh, it literally changed my life. And uh, I discovered you know, the many benefits of, of running, not just the physical ones, like so many people, I started to lose weight because uh, often, you know, when we get into our 30s, if we're not exercising, we start putting on a little weight. And uh, for many people, that's the catalyst to get started with weight loss. Uh, and it is a terrific way to, to lose weight because the more we throw our energies into exercise in a positive way, we, we enjoy the positive benefits of exercise. But at the same time, we also, uh, there's this natural transition to healthier eating. So we start eating better too. So I, I think it's a, a catalyst to, to life change. And it's interesting because intuitively you already understood in um, intermittent training. So like kind of like high intensity, low intensity, because you started with a walk slash run. But on your journey, you developed or came up with this 10 to 1 walk run approach. Is that how it started? Because it's helped close to a million people start running and compete in marathons. So what does that mean and how does it work? 
Well, we we do combinations. When we started people in uh, Learn to Run, we, we did, like I did, we did combinations of walking and running. We did one minute of running, one minute of walking for the first week. Week two, they went to two minutes. And by the end of 10 weeks, they were able to run for 10 minutes and walk for one, run for 10, walk for one. So we were getting 25 to 30 minutes of exercise, which, you know, kind of fits the, the mold for a lot of people in, in getting into exercise. But then as we were starting to progress, we people were continuously running, were getting injured. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, that, that's not good. And if you look at every other athlete, uh, whether you're a weightlifter or a swimmer or track runner, uh, we all do sessions of high intensity followed by low intensity. That's stress followed by rest. And, uh, you know, swimmers call it intervals. Uh, track runners do intervals. Weightlifters do sets, and every athlete does it. The only athlete that doesn't is, is the long-distance runner. They had it in their head; they should run till they collapsed, and and really, that's not the way to do it. And if you do sessions of even when you're training for a marathon, we take marathoners and have them run for ten minutes, walk for one, run for walk for one. They discover that uh, you know they can go further, they can go faster, and they stay injury-free. You know, when we're running, we get a buildup of, of uh, lactic acid in our bloodstream, and that's what causes that heavy leg uh, feeling in, in our, our big muscle groups in our face, and it also causes that greasy feeling that we get in our, our stomach when we run too far and too fast. When you take a one-minute walk break, you, you take that one minute, and it allows that lactic acid to dissipate out of your, your bloodstream, it's a brisk walk break, not a not a sauntering walk break. So by walking briskly, you're stretching those muscles. And every medical professional will tell you that strong, flexible muscles perform better. So when we take the walk break, it's like getting a gentle stretch. And we're getting the stretch through the range of motion that we use when we're running. So it's very complementary to one another. It's very achievable for, for, for people. And it makes it much more realistic. And over the last... Uh, 35 to 40 years, we've seen so many people that have taken up the 10 and 1 method of running and walking. Uh, complete marathons, complete half marathons, uh, run long distances, and make running a lifelong sport. And people are continuing to run into their 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s uh, because they're able to, to do this much more what we call intelligent approach to, to training. I think that makes the most sense. And from a chiropractic perspective, because I work on people's bodies every day, I always encourage, um, you know, some sort of activity combined with stretching. And it's really important because you you made a really valid point. You really minimize your risk of injury because when you get injured, then you have to halt everything. And then you, you can't get back to the exercise that you love and enjoy right away. So it really does kind of put a damper on your exercise and fitness journey. So that's a really good point. And I love the 10 minutes of running, one minute of walking, using that as a time to get rid of the lactic acid. It's actually really brilliant. But you learned early on that having the right running shoes and the running gear was important for your success as a health runner. So how did you come up with that? And then what did you do about it? Well, we recognized that there was a, a need for especially running. Like in Canada at the time, this is 1984 uh, when we started the running room, uh, there really wasn't especially running stores around at that time. And what people were looking for is they were looking for knowledge and they were looking for a meeting place. They were looking for 
people who they could uh, not only get information on the sport itself, but that if they needed nutritional information, they could get the nutritional information. If they needed to know who a good chiropractor was, they mm-hmm. could find out a, a good chiropractor in the neighborhood who who's uh, maybe a, also a runner. You know, if they were they were looking for uh, group runs, they could meet and, and go out in a group environment. Uh, you know, people weren't running as predominantly then. It was uh, more elite people that were running. And the elites would sort of be these solo runners that you'd see out of the neighborhood. And we made running much more social. What we did is we, we said, let's, let's get the group runs and break people into different ACE groups and allow them to not only exercise, but they not only exercised and got fit, but they expanded their circle of friends. And it's like you touched on earlier in the program. Keeping it fun, keeping it social is such a vital importance part of any exercise program because that builds consistency and if we can build consistency in programs then that's what will make people uh, run longer and then we needed shoe advice you know the shoes are much like eye care you know you're going to buy a pair of glasses you go to your optometrist and they they do an exam and they get you eyeglasses that are specific for you you know if you come into a specialty running store like the running room what they do in a specialty store is say, say, okay, uh, let's take a look at your gait. We do a gait analysis. We take a look at your, your run pattern. If you've got your old shoes with you, we'll take a look at the wear pattern on that. And then we get you fitted in a pair of shoes that's specific for you. And often we, we have people come in and they want to wear what their neighbor's wearing because they're a runner and they've seen them wearing it. They'd like a pair like that. And we'll convince them, no, that's not the right pair for you. you here's the pair you need. And uh, and it, it's not about the price of the product. It's not about the color of the product. It's about the performance that the shoe is doing for you because their shoes are made very specifically for different running gates. And getting in the right shoe will keep you injury-free. And if you get in the right shoe and stay injury-free, you're going to enjoy the sport lifelong. It's so true. And you'd be surprised how many of my own clients will come into me with severely painful shin splints and flat arches. And really, it can be adjusted and corrected with the proper running shoes at the bottom of your, you know, of your feet so that this way you can promote proper posture. That's that's such an amazing Mm -hmm. point. Now, you've also written books, 10 of them on running. In one of your books, you respond to those who say, I am not an athlete. I could never run. I say to you, yes, you can. You are an athlete and you can run. Why do you say that? Well, I think there's an athlete hidden in all of us. I think that, you know, we're designed for movement. If you look at the human body, it's designed for physical movement. It's designed for activities. We've got a great cardiovascular system that if it's strengthened and developed, uh, it's developed for, for performance. And, and all of us uh, can be an athlete. And remember that what defines an athlete? An athlete is someone who uh, cares about food intake and looks at their food intake as performance. In other words, when I make my decisions for what I'm going to eat this evening, uh, I'm thinking about how I'm going to run tomorrow. And I know that if I eat a high-fat content meal and a greasy meal tonight, it's going to affect my performance tomorrow when I run. If I eat a more holistic type of meal, uh, fresh uh, vegetables and what have you this evening, I'm going to perform better tomorrow on my run. So getting people to think athletically, getting people to remember to drink water on a regular basis so that they stay well hydrated, getting people to say that 
you know, I need to get my workout in. And it's not a workout that you you, uh, you regret doing. It's a workout you look forward to doing. And if you talk to somebody who's a runner, they enjoy going for a run. It's one of the high points of their day. Someone who's a swimmer, same thing. It applies to them. And, you know, if you're a cyclist in the cycling, because it's not just running and it's not just cycling or swimming. You know, one of the best exercises people can do is, is walking. You know, walking is the number one exercise in North America, yet it's not recognized as exercise because, you know, you can go out in your neighborhood and you go for a walk, nobody pays any attention to you. You go out in the neighborhood, you go for a run, and everybody says, hey, you're taking up running, you know. <laughs> you know, there's kind of this definition that because you're a run, you're more athletic than when you're walking. That person who's walking on a regular basis is getting all the benefits. When we walk, as an example, if, if I go out and walk 5K in the morning and you go out for your 5K run, we get almost identical benefits from it. You get a little more cardiovascular benefits because of the higher intensity of running. But you also have a higher risk of injury because you're running. I have a lower risk of injuries because I'm walking. And I may not get the cardiovascular benefits quite the same, but I'm still getting cardiovascular benefits from walking as well. So it's a regular routine of exercise combined with intelligent uh, choices on our, our, our meals. And, you know, when it comes to nutrition, one of the simplest advices that we give, and we do it in all our, our clinics, and that is to you know, listen to the nutritionists. But if you listen to most uh, registered dietitians in Canada, they're going to tell you to follow the Canada Food Guide. The Canada Food Guide isn't a, a hard, fast diet. What it is, it's a guide to healthier eating. And if you follow the Canada Food Guide and get into that regular routine of exercise, which we used to think was 30 minutes, now it's more 45 minutes to an hour per day, and you do those two things in your life, you're going to enjoy life so much more. That's a really good point. I love that you said that we are all athletes. When we come back, how the running room became North America's most recognized name in running and walking. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. If you missed it earlier, I am joined today by John Stanton. He is the founder of The Running Room. And it is a great place for community, for building a health and wellness journey that is going to give you many years of health and happiness. So you opened your doors in 1984. It was the first running room store in Edmonton, but it was more of a meeting place for runners. So tell us, how did it happen? How did it evolve? And um, how did it become your passion? Well, it started because as I started to run, I was full of uh, questions about how to run further, faster, how to stay injury-free, you know, what races were going on and what have you. And there were lots of good multi-optional uh, sporting goods stores, and there was a big box stores in, in the community that had uh, product. But you'd go in and the, often the uh, young person serving you was not a runner. So they really couldn't answer your questions. They could point at the running shoe, but often they were telling you the shoe that was the most expensive one and not necessarily the shoe that was right for you. And I realized, standing on the shoe floor, that, that I knew more about uh, the technology than they did. 
So I thought, well, we need to open up a specialty running store where people could get not only the products, but more importantly, we could get the knowledge and the service. And if they wanted to, they, we could also give them lessons, uh, and we called them clinics in the early days. And these clinics would be, teach people a how to run, and then we'd have a clinic, and if they were interested in a 10K, that you'd like to run that distance, they could do it, or a half marathon, or even a full marathon. We'd have the various clinics for them. So it became an all-encompassing source of, of uh, both product, knowledge, and we made sure that there was uh, always a win for the customer. There was always a win for the community. And uh, but even in our races, that we started sponsoring races. And, you know, one of the fellows who changed the race uh, atmosphere in Canada was a well-known Canadian called Terry Fox. Mm-hmm. And Terry Fox is certainly known for, for his uh, running across Canada and for fundraising. But he's also, he changed the, the parameters for how races were organized. Before that, races were organized by sporting goods stores, and they were profit centers for the stores. When Terry Fox came in, he said, no, we're going to make sure that, uh, you know, the fundraiser, and, and fundraising, of course, went to the cancer research. And in, in the, our case, we said, well, we'll, we'll sponsor races, but every race we sponsor has to have a charitable cause to it as well. So that the, not only does the athlete win, we win because we're creating more customers, but we also uh, create a win in the community by making sure that there's a charity that's winning in that too. So the dynamics of racing changed as well. And that if you look across Canada, and it doesn't matter whether you're in Hamilton or Toronto or Ottawa or any of the major cities in Canada, all the big races have a charitable component to them. And that's uh, another thing that was developed over the years. And uh, runners are very community-minded. Uh, runners like to be in a social environment because it keeps them motivated, uh, but they also want to make sure they're giving back into the community in which they, they have the thrill to live and run. That's such a great concept, and it just it makes the most sense. And you know, you know what? You're right. Like, you're running for yourself, but when you're running for a cause, it just makes it that much more worthwhile, and that would be a huge motivator for me as well. Now, although the running room is a great place to get the proper running and walking gear and advice, there are so many other amazing resources that your stores offer. So tell us a little bit about that and uh, what people can expect when they get to a, to one of the stores. And if they're asking a question about shoes, how can it translate into something more than that? Well, it, it starts right today. You know, so many of us are connected on the Internet. And today, if people have never experienced a running room. Even before they go in there, go to our runningroom.com website, and there you'll find a battery of information. You'll find a whole bunch of training information that's free that you can get. You can even book a time with a run advisor, we call it, where you book a time and it's a Zoom meeting with a run advisor, and they can give you recommendations on the type of shoe you need. They can answer a training question that you might have. Uh, they can help hook you up with uh, you know, a specialist in your community who, who maybe is into nutrition or sports medicine or someone that, that you have a specific question for, they can help guide you through that that query that they have. You can also see the, all the products we have. And, you know, one of our products that is legendary is our reflective jacket. And you, you see it across Canada, the 
they come in smarty colors. They're all different colors, and they they have reflective strips on them, and they were designed for runners by runners, and they are uh, the number one running jacket in Canada and the U.S. is is the running and running jacket. It's been around for 34 years and still is very popular. So we can we can get you that information. We can get information on training. If you're looking for, you know, what's happening in racing, right now many of the races have gone virtual. Uh, so there, we can hook you up with uh, what races are available to run on a virtual basis. And then as we slowly get back to in-person races, uh, you can use it as a resource center for that as well. Uh, when life is normal, again, uh, we'll have our run clubs, which meet on Wednesdays and Sundays. Uh, right now, they're, they've been suspended because of uh, COVID, of course. And, uh, you know, we're encouraging people to run in solo, or to run by themselves or run in their own family unit uh, and get out. But then to use social media for that personal connection and the interpersonal relationships that they develop, uh, use social media. A lot of our, our folks who are running with the run group uh, now use Facebook or Zoom or, or one of the social media platforms to reconnect. They meet, say, 6 o'clock, and they all say, well, where are you going to run today? We're going to run 5K, we're going to run 10K, and I'm going to run it in the, near the river. Somebody else is going to do hills. And then afterwards, they agree on a time, and they repeat again on Zoom. And they say, hey, how was your run? And what did you experience? And, and uh, it's a chance to socialize uh, in a safe environment currently um, and connect with other runners. And, and uh, as we slowly get back to some sense of normality, then you can get back to the in-person events. But for now, this is a great alternative to keep yourself motivated because as runners, we're, we're very social creatures. And uh, we like to, A, talk about running. We like to share our passion about it. We like to share our success, our challenges, and, and uh, with other runners. And every time I go for with a, a group somewhere, I learn something new about running. And, and I think that's the beauty of our sport. It's that you continue to learn and, and adapt and, and find new and better ways to do things. And, and that's one of the joys of running. And that is actually one of the joys of running. And what I think is another joy is that, you know, you can start at any level. And I think that what most listeners want to know, because being on a health journey, regardless of what it is and what you're trying to do, it can be very scary. And you can think, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do that. And running is one of those things where most people don't think they could run, either start running or restart running. Do you encourage at the stores and at that level of like virtual running advisors that you can start at any level and build your way up so that people don't feel anxious about it? Well, absolutely. And we can all run. You know, it's just, uh, it's a matter of where your current fitness level is, where your weight lives, you know, are you a smoker or not? But when we first start, uh, do as I did, go out and start walking. You know, if you walk around your neighborhood, nobody even pays any attention to you. And, and get regular in your walking. And then what you do is you start interspersing some, some run breaks in there. So in other words, you go for your walk and just say to yourself, okay, between now and the next parked car or between now and the next light static, I'm going to run. Or you can use your watch and say, okay, I'm going to walk for 10 minutes and then I'm going to run for one minute. And I'm going to walk for 10 and I'm going to run for one. And, and then eventually you're going to be running for 10 and walking for one. 
And, uh, you know, but be patient with yourself. I mean, the, the number one thing when we start an exercise program is be gentle. Gentle enough that you, you stay highly motivated and gentle enough that you don't get injured. The other thing is you want to be progressive. In other words, you don't want to be so gentle that you're not showing some signs of improvement and progression because that's how we get stronger and fitter and develop to, to become that true athlete that we want to be. And if you're gentle and progressive in your training, and the final thing, it goes back to what you had in your lead-in, and that is that keep it fun, keep it enjoyable. You know, if if need be, uh, take a family member with you. You know, if you've got a son or a daughter that you want to encourage to exercise, you want to improve the communication with, go for a run or walk with them and, and get them exercise. You know, your life partner, do the same thing with them and, and get them out exercise. Uh, for some people, uh, you know, the stresses of daily living, the stresses of working and, and home life and what have you, sometimes the solitude of a walk and a run is, is so refreshing for you both mentally and physically that you really start to enjoy it. And the more we enjoy our exercise, the more we're going to stay committed to it. But believe me, the athlete is there. The athlete just needs to be encouraged. And do it in a positive way. Be patient with yourself. Don't expect that it's going to change in in 10 minutes, but in 10 weeks, you're going to see a phenomenal change and you're going to see a, a sense of accomplishment that comes with it, the sense of empowerment that comes with it, the stress busting that comes with it. So we're all faced with a lot of stress in our lives today and there's nothing like a run for refreshing ourselves both mentally and physically. You know what, That has this is all such amazing advice and it's no wonder that the running room is such a success across North America. And I can't thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more about you or make running part of their lives, how can they do that? Well, they can go to runningroom.com is probably the best place for them to go. It's, uh, it's a whole bunch of, of uh, information there. Uh, if they want to connect with me, they can do on Facebook. I'm at John Stanton Running Room, all one word. Uh, they can connect with me there. I'm also on Twitter, and, and uh, uh, there's a Running Room Twitter site and a Facebook Twitter site. Uh, but the best site to go to is just go to runningroom.com, and then you can click on the various links from there. And uh, they can get, if they're looking for information, they can get it. If they're looking for a product, they can get it. If they're looking for training programs, they can get it. Uh, and then there's a whole list of their upcoming races that are going on, our virtual races. Uh, so there's a bunch of information. And, and don't let uh, information or motivations uh, keep you from enjoying the sport. It's a great sport, and we want to help motivate you to use it as a lifelong sport. And I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you so much, John. You can find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Michaela or my website, ClaudiaMichaela.com. That's my show for this week. For previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thank you so much for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.